Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today. And some guests on this show, including the next two. Do receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. One's in studio. One is on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Reed Wilkins here. Jack Michaels on the line. Gentlemen, we were wrong about the first round. Some of us more so than others. Jack, you actually did quite well in your predictions. But uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Play-by-Play. What happened in that first round? Have you seen anything like this since you've been following hockey? Well, I wish I had the courage to take one more upset. I, I I was very tempted by the type of team Columbus was, and I didn't have the courage to go ahead and, and take them to knock them off. And, you know, on the West side, I'm a little annoyed, quite frankly, because I was very confident of, that, that there'd be the bottom four advancing to the next round. And the one I was most confident of was the one that got robbed the other night, and that was the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, I, I just felt, to be honest with you, all year long that I, I didn't think there was a great deal of separation in, in either conference, with the exception of Tampa, obviously. But, you know, when I looked at it, it could be summed up by the fact that the Oilers were in it until game 79 and they finished below 500 this year. I mean, that it just was not a year that a great deal of teams pulled away and, and that I found to be that impressive. And I know, I know Calgary was first in the West, but I just felt all year that they were extremely vulnerable and, uh, you know, Colorado pulled the upset. And Reed, your your thoughts on the first round? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there were definitely some series that when I picked, I was just thinking to myself, I, uh, you're almost flipping a coin in your head. I mean, I I th- was really close to picking the Islanders, and if they were playing a team that didn't have the championship experience that the Penguins had, right. I probably would have picked the Islanders. And uh, and and Jack, you know what? And, and I, I think I said this when we were on, Jack. You were really confident in Vegas. I wasn't. And I was really close to picking San Jose in that series. And I picked Vegas in seven. And maybe that should have been the outcome, if not for that that uh, that strange call. But I just thought the way San Jose can get going with their forecheck and, and if Jones stepped up in a couple games, they might be able to beat Vegas. And... and and, uh, you know, Carolina, you, you know, you go with the, the teams strong in the second half. Well, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, and Carolina were the top three teams in, in 2019. So, I mean, it's just it's just so close. And, and when you get in, or, or can you can you play well for two weeks to win a round? You know, it's not, you can't even look through playing well for two months. It's can you play well enough for two weeks to win a round? And can, uh, does another team have a bad week like Tampa Bay did? I mean, John Cooper said that might have been their worst six-day stretch of the season, and, and it knocks them out of the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, sure, I was a little surprised with, with a couple of the results and maybe the length of the series, maybe the, the quickness of, of, of a couple of the series. Um, but it's just, it's so unpredictable and it can come down to one bounce or one or two hot players at the right time. 
And I think the the second round, guys, is going to go very much the same way. Reed, you said the coin flip. Uh, you look across the board, and that's that's probably what it's going to come down to again. Just quickly go through it. So Bob went one for eight in the first round. Jack, you batting 500, you went four for eight in your picks. Reed was three for eight. I was two for eight. Nobody has oh. any teams left that we picked for the Stanley Cup <laughs> that's, final. That's great. <laughs> Tampa Bay gone. Calgary gone. Bob had Tampa Bay, Nashville, who's obviously out. And then Jack picked uh, Pittsburgh and Vegas. So here we go with the second round picks. Jack, we can start with you. Colorado, San Jose is going to be an interesting one because I think, I, to me, their styles contrast a little bit. I think uh, San Jose is a lot slower. Colorado got it done with speed. What say you? This is a really tough series for me to call I, I because I, I you know, I don't like Marty Jones. I think San Jose should have been out. I think Vegas lost that series more than San Jose won it. Uh, but on the other hand, it's really hard to have a ton of faith in Philip Grubauer. Um, but I'm I'm going to cast my vote, and I'm going to take Colorado in seven games to win this series. I just feel like uh, I, I feel like Colorado will find a way. I think, to be honest with you, McCarr gives the Avalanche some life. I think. I, I think San Jose is on borrowed time a little bit. I, I, like I said, I, I think the Sharks went into a second half swoon. I'm tempted to go with the they were given an, a tenth and undeserved life, and they're going to make the most of it. But I just have a hunch that uh, you know this is this is Colorado's opportunity to to get pretty deep and, and finally cast attention on who I believe was the most meaningful, uh, impactful figure in the first round of the playoffs, and that's Jared Bednar, who not only coached Colorado with a five-game upset of Calgary, but he coached a number of the contributing factors on the Columbus sweep of Tampa uh, when he was in Lake Erie and won an American Hockey League championship with guys like Josh Anderson. So uh, I'm going to cast a very shaky vote for Colorado in seven, but I have <laughs> limited to zero confidence in the pick. <laughs> Reed, go well, ahead. yeah, I think we all have <laughs> limited or zero confidence in our picks. After three. Jack, I got to give you credit though. At least by going four and four, you proved you're as good as a coin flip. <laughs> right. Yes, I'm as good as my dog Roger. That's right. You're running randomly to a piece of food, which, by the way, bagged milk from Oilers Nation, who I had on Inside Sports last week, had his dog Frank picking Oilers games all year long by putting a, a treat on on a couple of logos. I'm gonna go with. I, I'll go with San Jose at six because. Just because, I guess <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. Th- it's it's hard to, to think. I mean, they got the break, and sometimes you ride that way. But I, I did say this before the first round. They can play defense with with their forecheck, and and I know Jones had the the especially the great performance in great in, in game six. But they can take pressure off. Uh, off of him, by, by the way they can get the forecheck going, and, and I know you know Colorado has good defenseman and McCarr has jumped in there and made an impact but uh, I, I think that they they can have the potential to hem Colorado in uh, a, a little bit and and maybe when those that star line isn't out on the ice that they can really get some things going so I, I will go with San Jose to do it in six. I've got San Jose in seven and I, I am big on precedent and I think this is why Boston perennially gets the job done too. You know, can't say the same about Pittsburgh. But when you got a team that's always there you know how to be there and they've got enough star power on that San Jose team that they should be able to if they can put it all together win a Stanley Cup. I've got them in seven. It's going to be a wild series 
regardless, I think for every game that Martin Jones can lose you, he can also win you a game. And they've got the defense in front of him to get it done. They've got the depth to get it done. That's my pick. Shifting gears to the other series in the West. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. What did Bob take? You got his Oh, pick. do you, you have Bob's? Yeah. Pardon me, yeah. Come uh, on, Brendan. It's because he went one and seven. You he doesn't get eliminated. Hey, hey, He's not relegated. It's my, it's my I, I know you've got to work with him every day, yeah. but you you got to be unbiased here. Okay. My bad. Bob takes uh, Bob takes Colorado in six. Oh, he's taking the same Colorado team as Jack. Colorado in six. He didn't give me a reason why, but, uh, yes, the broadcast partners do agree once again. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Well, the one point we didn't make on that series, uh, the other, and it's a, it's a contributing factor in why I'm taking Colorado, is because they learned to win without two-thirds of that top line you were talking about, Reed, down the stretch. And I, I think that helps the team. When you're able to survive the most pivotal, you know, 10 to 15 games of the season without two of your best players, and not only survive, but thrive, I think you come out on the other side a better team for it. Tough to disagree with that, Reed. Um, we'll start with you. Uh, it's never tough for me to disagree with Jack. Oh, like Sometimes okay. I do it even when I agree with him. I just say the opposite thing to annoy him. Usually works. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Bob with some of our guests, I would think. Uh, Dallas and St. Louis, guys, this is one that I definitely have my eye on. I think it's the one I'll be watching the closest. I love St. Louis's depth. Dallas has the goaltending to get it done. They've got a lot of fun puck-moving defensemen. Reed, who are you taking there? I'm going to go with the Blues in six over Dallas, a hot team in the in the second half. Everybody's contributing. The the goaltenders on a roll. I had Colton Pareko on uh, Inside Sports last night, and he just said we've been felt like we've been playing from behind all year. I mean, they were last in the NHL in late was it late December, early January. Yep. So, and he said those games in playing Winnipeg where they they won a couple in the third period or late. He just said they they never feel like they're out of it and they don't get phased by anything. So I'll take St. Louis to keep going in six. So there's a lot to like about how Dallas played and how some of their D are looking. Yeah, I'll, I'll step in here, Jack, first and just say St. Louis in seven. It's going to be a very fun series regardless. Um, you know, if the rookie goaltender can keep it going, I, they've they've got the pieces in place. I, I have them getting out of the West now, seeing how everything shook down. So I've got St. Louis in seven. They've got, uh, you know, guys like Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Schwartz. They, they have the pieces in place. And... Uh, can't discredit what Craig Berube's done with this team. Jack, who are you taking? I'll take St. Louis, and I, I think part of the reason why is they won some real, you know, pressure cooking type of games on the road in that series. I thought they, you know, withstood uh, Winnipeg in game one, and, and then when the series appeared to be back in the Jets' favor, uh, they shocked them with an unreal comeback in game five and, and in Winnipeg. So those two victories tell me, that, you know, this team's this team perhaps finally has championship medal. And I, I think another guy who's gone completely under the radar this year in terms of the job he's done, and, you know, I mean, there have been a couple whispers, but Craig Berube is, I mean, again, as, as Reed said, uh, you know, a team that was in last place on January the 3rd, uh, this guy deserves far more credit than he's gotten. And, and I, I just have a hunch that St. Louis is going to keep it going. I think Dallas is going to make it close, though. Th- these two teams know each other. This is going to be a series of, of 3-2, 2-1 type of games. I don't expect a lot of scoring in this series. I think the Blues will prevail uh, by the thinnest of margins in seven. 
There you go. So St. Louis across the board, except for Bob. Bob has taken Dallas in six games. Let's go out east, guys. Uh, we're joined here by Reed Wilkins. Jack Michaels, Brendan Escott is in for Bob Stauffer today. Out east, uh, still upset central. We'll start Columbus and Boston. I have a hard time betting against Boston in this one. Columbus has not been there before. Tortorella has, and I think that does count for something. Bobrovsky is a regular season goaltender to this point in his career. If he can prove it, fine. But to me, Boston, top to bottom, is a team that can get past this squad. It's going to be a heavy series. I think we know that. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Boston in five. Yes, Boston. I'll give Columbus two games. I'll take Boston in, in six. They're just such a well-rounded team. Rask sometimes isn't as steady as you would like from a, from a, from a team that you think can go that deep into the playoffs. But, but now, again, Columbus just beat a 62-team win in, in four in a row, so they obviously have something figured out, and Bobrovsky is an incredible goaltender, but I, I just think uh, Boston is, is, is too deep, so I'll go for Boston in six. I think this is one where the layoff hurts Columbus. I, in some respects, it would have been... I think easier to kind of ride the momentum of just a tremendous upset and a, a tremendous caliber of play if if you got back after it right away and and if you you'd won in seven somehow. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but no team was rolling more than Columbus, and and it's it's tough to reset that. And I just think Boston has enough veteran guile. Uh, along with some, you know, quality young players. I mean, you know, Jake DeBrus, Tory Krug, they, they've got the best mix of old and new, if you will, uh, in the NHL at this point. And that's why I, I'm going to go with the Bruins. And, I, again, I think this is going to be a tough series. I think it's going to go seven. Jack taking game seven in all three series yeah. so far. Yeah, and that's that's odd for me. I, I normally don't see it that way, but these, these – these three series are really tough. So the three of us have Boston taken. Bob has elected to take Columbus in six games, in fact. So he is the outlier in uh, in the first, or the, excuse me, the second couple of series we've done here, taking Dallas and then Columbus. Jack, we can start with you in the final one here. Uh, Carolina and the Islanders. Barry Trotz has been an impressive story here. Could be the first coach in uh, a long time, like 90 years, I think, or, or 100 years, something along those lines, to win it a conference with two different teams. He's on the right track. What do you think happens in this one? Well, this is one where you're going to be like, well, wait a minute, Jack. You just said it's hard to keep momentum going. <laughs> and not when you play the kind of system the Islanders do. The Islanders are a system team. Barry Trotz has done a marvelous job. And Carolina, yes, they, they just, you know, again, my argument completely gets reversed here, but they just survived a seven-game physical series. I didn't think, to be honest with you guys, that the overtimes were that captivating. I, I don't think both teams, both teams didn't have much juice left, in my opinion, uh, in those overtimes. It looked like those two teams have been through both a physical and emotional ringer and I just don't think the Canes have anything left. I'm going to take the Islanders to win four in a row again. Reed, I'm going to take the Islanders in five. And, yeah, I think Carolina was they, – they put a lot into that series. There was there was a lot of emotion with the Svechnikov and the 
the Ovechkin chirping and, and them having to go in and win Game 7 on the road. And the Islanders, yeah, the layoff is a little scary, but they just have figured something out, and they've done it all year long. It's it's the goal prevention with them. I, you know, Chris King was on Inside Sports, their play-by-play guy, and he called Jordan Eberle the MVP of that series, so so he's contributing. The, the Islanders, they're, they're scary. I'm taking them in five. Pretty remarkable that in two years, the league and the dynamic of how the game is played has shifted from Jordan Eberle being essentially run out of town for being too soft in the playoffs and not not built for that to now being a series MVP in the opinions of some. Really interesting. I am taking the Islanders, but in six games. So that is a clean sweep across the board from all of us because Bob took the Islanders in five. Um, It's hard for me to bet against Barry Trotz in this situation. Personally, uh, the bunch of jerks got it done. I don't know that they've got the the horses to get it done again. And it it just comes down to to coaching in this one. Rod Brendamore has been a great story, but Barry Trotz has been there so many times over. You're talking about one of the best of all time. I think he continues on this track. And guys, can we also just point out that Robin Leonard, you know, for being a top prospect to somebody who just looked like he was never going to make it, now he's a Vesna finalist. you got to give him credit for where the team's at too, right? Well, I think, you know, you made the point about Eberle. For me, Reed, and I'll be curious to get your thoughts on this. For me, I actually go to Barry Trotz. I mean, 13 months ago, he'd never been out of the second round of the playoffs with a ton of playoff experience in Nashville and Washington. He'd never been out of the second round. And now he's got a Stanley Cup, and he's orchestrated a worst-to-first turnaround in terms of team defensive play. He's taken the Islanders to a home ice advantage in a playoff series for the first time, I believe, in 28 years. And he's, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, he's a legitimate threat with the upset of Tampa to be, uh, you know, in the Stanley Cup final again. I mean, that, that for me is the is the biggest turnaround. Not that, not that Barry. I mean, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Barry trots in many ways was one of those guys, you know, uh, best guy never to win a major. I think Barry Trotz was was in that list. A lot of people thought, you know what, this is a guy that can get you so far, but can he take a, a truly talented team, uh, you know, beyond beyond the second round? I mean, a lot of his national teams were underachieving, and this team looks a lot like some of those Nashville teams. And their four-game sweep of Pittsburgh, and, and I'll, I'll admit some bias here, you dispatched the Penguins in four straight, and I think you've accomplished quite a bit. I, I, so I agree with you. Barry Trotz, in, in the span of 12 to 13 months, has completely redefined his legacy. Gentlemen, really appreciate it. We will put the results of this out on Twitter so we can follow it a little more closely than we did the first round. I wish you both the best of luck in the picks, and of course we'll do this again after round two, all right? Reed and I's rule, Brendan, is only put them out if we're successful. Deal. If, they're, if they're failures, please delete that as quickly as possible. <laughs> That's true. That's a great point. You got it, Jack. No accountability. All right, we'll connect soon, guys. Thanks so much. Right now, we're going to step aside back to wrap up the show after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott here to wrap up the show today. Bob is back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we will have Stoffer and Spectre for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, the brand new Century Mile Casino Open Racetrack opens this weekend. To this day in Oilers history, 1985, 
Times were better for Edmonton hockey fans. Wayne Gretzky scores a hat trick and adds four assists. Am I reading that correctly? He had seven points to lead the Oilers to an 8-3 win over the Winnipeg Jets at Northlands. And that helped them sweep the Smythe Division Finals in four games. Yari Curry notching a hat trick and an assist for the Oilers. Should tell you too that Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, you can visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. It's been fun. The consensus picks from myself, Jack, Bob, and Reed. Colorado, San Jose, it's a split. We're undecided on that one. St. Louis comes out of the St. Louis-Dallas series. Boston overcomes Columbus. And the Islanders, that was unanimous across the board over Carolina. Tonight on Inside Sports, fluid show, 6 to 8 o'clock here on 6.30. Chad, up next, a news weather traffic update with Kyle Morris, followed by the 6.30 Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye. Brendan Escott here saying so long from the 6.30 Chad studios. We'll check in again tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.